When shall I come to thee? When shall my soul Good day, friends. Welcome to the Daily Bread Scripture Readings and Thoughts from uh, the Scriptures. We're reading through the Daily Lectionary right now. We're in the New Testament through Mark chapter 12. Verses 28 to 48. Uh, My name is Ray Kozek, and I am the pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church. And I want to thank you for joining us today for uh, the Daily Bread. We definitely need God's Word to come to us and uh, encourage us every day. And so uh, I'm so thankful that um, we can, in our country, open up God's Word, read it, and be encouraged by it every single day. So today we're going to read, it's, um, I guess, Historically, it's the week before Jesus is crucified. He is in the temple. He is being tested by everybody. Uh, Yesterday we saw the Pharisees and the Herodians kind of gang up together against him. Today we're going to see some scribes, one who who himself passes the test and other scribes who do not pass the test. So we're going to look at this and then Jesus is going to show us two things. One, an awesome thing about love, which we know and our culture loves to say, which is good. And then another uh, thing about who he himself is. So uh, he goes out of his way to uh, to show us these things. So let's take a look. Um, the Great Commandment. It's in Mark chapter 12. But first, let's pray. Gracious God, open your word to us that we might see Jesus, that we might follow him, and that we might know that we are loved completely. Lord, give us grace and peace um, in this life uh, as we follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, amen. So the great commandment, and one of the scribes came up and heard him disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, or in English, hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. My Hebrew is really bad. I knew that before I took Hebrew class, and uh, I need to go back and take Hebrew class again. So, um, anyway, I love that. Shema, that word here, that's the most important commandment. Here, because the Lord our God is one. By the way, that word one in Hebrew is not the one, there's a couple different words. It's not the one like singular, like one orange. Uh, I don't know if that's a good example. It's more like one to use for like a cluster of buildings, one apartment building within which are many apartments. That's the word that God uses to say the Lord is one, you know, leaving the door open for the truth of who he is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anyway, this scribe gets the answer from Jesus, the most important commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Um, beautiful words from Jesus that uh, remind us what we are to do. We are to love God. We are to love our neighbors. Um, as Christians, we often think of these three terms, faith, hope, and love. We have faith toward God, and we love Him. But we have love toward our neighbors. We are set free by our Lord, and so that we can freely love our neighbors. And then we have hope for eternal life. Um, so, interesting um, thing there. Good stuff for us. Verse 32. The scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. 
And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. It is rare for Jesus to say something like this. You're not far from the kingdom of God. You are, um, it has come to you. You have answered correctly. Most of the time, we don't get it. But here, this scribe, who normally, we'll see in a moment, most of the scribes don't have it together. But this one, he does. He is, he is very close to the kingdom of God. He knows that the only commandment that matters is that, that we love God and that flowing from that we love our neighbor and we think about this who who truly has loved God who has loved the neighbor and that is our Lord Jesus which we miss some of the readings but in throughout chapter 10 he teaches and reteaches what it means to follow him and that means to put others first just as he this is chapter 10 verse 45 just as he did not come the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many now he is the only one who gives his life as a ransom for us uh, but uh, once we're in him, we serve. All right, so then Jesus uh, brings up this quotation from Psalm 110, and he says this, As Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? You know, that, is it true that the Christ is the son of David? Most assuredly, uh, one will come from your seed and will sit on your throne forever. Uh, that's what the scriptures say. However, it also says this, David himself, Jesus quotes, in the Holy Spirit declared, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. Uh, interesting here, in the Hebrew, in, in Psalm 110, it says uh, Yahweh, that is, you know, the, the one and only creator, Yahweh said to my Adon, my master, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. And what does it mean to sit at God's right hand? It means to rule on his behalf. It means to be his king. So here, Jesus is going back further than David, right? David was the awesome king that all expected his, his son or whatever to come again. Uh, the one who would sit on his throne forever. Second Samuel chapter 7, you can read that. Uh, but here, Jesus goes back to another scripture that points to eternity to this son of David being the Lord, right? Verse 37, David himself calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And the great crowd and the great throng heard him gladly. I'm sure none of them could answer this. They probably never thought of that, uh, that Psalm 110. But it is an interesting, an interesting thing where Jesus reveals who he is, that he is more than just David's son, he is the Lord. Alright, so there were some scribes there that, uh, that he asked that question. And now he says, uh, so the first scribe got close and then he teaches the scribes that he is more than David's son. And then now here, he again is teaching to the scribes and, and actually teaching about the scribes. And in his teaching he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplace and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus is not afraid to tell the truth about, uh, I guess here we could say phonies, uh, those who, you know, are religious for the gratification it gets them, 
the the notice from other people. He says, be careful. And obviously he is telling us about those people, but he also here's a warning for us as well. Um, we do not need to be noticed because we follow Jesus. Uh, all right. Lastly, and then this is kind of interesting, I believe that Mark and especially Luke, as you read these accounts, put these two things together. He says, watch out for those, uh, let me just back up a little bit, watch out for those who, verse 40, devour widows' houses, right? And for a pretense, make long prayers. Now he's going to then contrast the scribes who actually abuse widows who, you know, have very little means, and he he will contrast one particular widow with those who abuse widows, right? So uh, in the context, it's kind of an interesting thing that Jesus, um, that Mark puts here, and I believe because it's, it's what Jesus did. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. Now think for a moment, you know, at, at this time there was this, I forget the details, but there was this big collection box that I think it had like, uh, funnels made out of copper or something and when you put a coin in it it rang and and you got noticed for it which I think is totally wrong uh, but that's the way it was and so people could see how what you're putting in there right so verse 42 a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which make a penny and he called his disciples to him and said to them Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. Um, I think it's a challenge for us uh, to give generously. Uh, one of my friends, you know, when asked, how much should you give, you know, in the Old Testament, you gave a minimum of 10% of your income. In uh, the New Testament, there is no rule like that. Just freely Christ gave to you, you are to freely give. And uh, the Christians, you know, in early, the first century that we read about, many of them, they, they wanted to give. Even out of their poverty, they gave. They wanted to be like their Lord. And so a challenge for us is that we should give until it hurts. Until, like, I can't buy the other thing I want because I'm giving money away either to the poor or to contribute to the work of the church. I don't know that, I don't know very many people that live up to that. Um, so the Lord, Lord help us to be like that, to listen to his words, um, to, uh, it's not about the amount, right? It's about the uh, coming from the heart and all that. So it's a good challenge for us. Uh, the Lord never calls us to give. I, I can't find anywhere in the New Testament that we're called to give just to meet a need, at least from Jesus. But we are called to dethrone what he calls mammon or money from the throne of our hearts. So, um, so we should give till it hurts. Um, and I don't know that any of us do. So, Lord, help us with this. Uh, you gave your whole life, and uh, you have everything that we need. So we give it away. Guess what? It will come back to us. All right. Well, that's the challenge for today. Love the Lord. Know that the Lord Himself is greater than um, David. Uh, he's greater than a son of David. He is David's Lord. Um, and uh, watch out for those, even our own hearts, where we uh, try to get noticed for our religion. And then lastly, give. Give till it hurts. Be like the widow who gave. All right, Lord bless you and keep you. Have a great day. Bye.